ads, 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 undies. Undies, undies, undies. Hi again, it's me, Tina. Did you miss me? I am back, back, back again to tell you how much you are worth and how much you could be worth if you listen to an expert like me. Remember what I've taught you, all surface is profitable, all skin is business, and never, ever, ever stop being occupied by messages, okay? And it doesn't matter if the business is located in that building or elsewhere. What matters is that you see it bigger than the buildings that service you, bigger than the buildings that house you, advertising builds. So ad agencies get to be architects of our buildings too. Ain't that a bitch? I am here because they can afford me. Can you afford me? Kia ora e te whanau. Ko Gabby Maffey toko ingoa. From wherever you are, from the flat whites to the white flats, or rather up and in and under them, from wherever you are, we're right here now together. And that's pretty nice. This is a podcast about Cairo. What they did, our people come over and built the infrastructure of the cities and that. Once they built the infrastructure, the roads and that, they decided to split them out to South Auckland, out west. Okay, that's a date. Fuck. Paul, I'm too hungover for this shit, honestly. When's my next paycheck coming? I don't think you're giving me enough for this. I'm so over it. Yo, you want to hear a joke? Yeah, what happens when you eat a scone? It's gone. Kia ora te Welcome. From the flat whites to the white flats, or rather up and in and under them, wherever you are, we are right here now together listening to my cool jokes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Money was no object for Mr. Aiken. Custom-made cabinets were finished with hand carvings and mouldings imported from England. A self-acting fountain on a marble-topped case threw out jets of perfumed water. Together, Mr. Aiken and architect Edward Bartley had set the standard in sophistication for other retailers to match. That's from writing about a building that was a pharmacy in Queen Street in the 1850s. This building has since been demolished, of course, but it felt very important at the time. Ornate cabinets felt psychologically necessary and rewarding where respect was dependent on fancy displays. Because rather than just a tale of greed, the history of luxury could more accurately be read as a record of emotional trauma. It is the legacy of those who have felt pressured by the disdain of others to add an extraordinary amount to their bare selves 
so that they may signal the claim that they too may be good enough to be loved. You'll love the engineered timber floors, the fully tiled bathrooms, quality tapware, stone, composite, bench tops, Karangahape Road's new lighthouse apartment feels important for its time. You know, and suddenly before you know The it, dead hand of the developer is noticing it. Our developer is on site every day. Demolition has begun at Lighthouse and half the apartments are sold. <laughs> Language coats its skin in seductive, attractive verbs and adjectives to attract buyers who can afford its prices. The plaster and stuck-on ornament of Karangahape's old Victorian decorations have been renovated to become a brand, a lifestyle, equipped with a fresh coat of paint. I deserve only the finest clothes. For me, Vivid White for me is perfect. It sits right in the middle and it's not throwing too many colours. It's just that purest white you can get. A unified facade. You look good. Clean. Between the flat whites and the white flats, we can appear united. So the way we generally renovate is we want that consecutive colour throughout. For instance, in here we've used Vivid White on the ceilings, the floors, the walls and all of the trims. We use a low sheen on the walls, which is perfect. It's just got that. And I am here because they can afford me. Can you afford me? But you know, even back in Victorian times, there was no heritage building on Karangahape carved with a Michelangelo chisel or the touch of white Jesus. Concrete, brick and steel mashed is made over smooth with white plaster to appear like divine slabs of great Grecian rock from Delphi or Athens. But they weren't. They were drawings from homesick British immigrant architects drawing the other side of the world eagerly, eager to be prominent, but, but Britain barely noticed us. Absent parents know Mary Poppins only ale barrels. Oh, there was freedom when we copied though, weren't there? Fleeing from Britain, home of Britain. Eager scones and Earl Grey governments bumming sand like wooden bees. We greet the royals like fake buildings made Europeans feel at home and nostalgic and safe. Like the whole road was one giant living room. Auckland's concrete stone poured and hardened as a natural conclusion, solid. Hmm, do you know what the inside of such a flat wall looks like? Bro, it's a lie. The building is not clean. It's brick concrete steel mashed and messy alongside asbestos, mould, piss, shit and institutional privilege. Clean architecture hides its complexities behind a smooth surface, and to achieve this, things have to fit. Fitting requires stereotypes, standard sizes. Unitary requires a binary, one way of doing things. Yo, you want to hear a joke? Pākehā property developer Paul Reed bought his first property in 2001 at the age of 21. <laughs> 
Reid explains to journalist Russell Brown that the unit was rented for two twenty a week, and then I painted it, and I got two forty. Six months after acquisition, and it revalued at one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. I'd made thirty thousand dollars in six months without really having to, <laughs> you know, use my labour. Crack up, guy, eh? We cage with toothpicks, getting their pools fixed. But we don't care about them fools, because them fools rich. Hip green neons posted up on high, fairy lights, LED strips, sun bleached timber of darker reinforcements, pine linings under graphically designed pale ales, big palm plants and deep pocket pots, matte black steels beaming beacons of the currently able businesses. Buildings are histories that we continue to see. Have you? I'll take away. Take away. Buildings are histories that we continue to see. History is then a facade a face, and blank sheets of white wall, of glass, of precast concrete, of stockings, of dress, of privilege, creates a kind of monolith, flat. Between the flat whites and the white flats, we can appear united. You know what the architect told my landlord? Architects, Architects are losing control. control of important aspects of delivering a project. The issue is apparently all we sell is aesthetics. 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 The issue is that apparently all we sell is aesthetics. But it is aesthetics that sell. You don't want to call that architecture? Fine. But point blank. Replications of taste, opinions, tailored materials, expensive dressings have increased business rents. Period. Everyone who is not anyone lives fragile because they live at the price of rent. Architects help sell displacement. We all do. Equipped with a fresh coat of paint. T-I-N-A. Hi, I'm Tina. Did you miss me? Surprise, bitch. This is not a podcast anymore, honey. This is a karaoke number. Tina style. And didn't you hear... Family bar is for everyone now. Ooh, lips, eyes, hair, face, that's the way Kay likes to gag. Lips, eyes, hair, dowry, that's the way Kay likes to party. Barbara, Barbara, this is our song. Ponsonby, get over here, sis. Let's do a duet together. Face, 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 can you believe my age? She's a hundred years young. When I say monarchy, you tell me it's pronounced monarchy and I'll pretend that your correction didn't make me feel insecure. Ooh, hey, Becky, look. Tina, go. Mm. Lips, eyes, hair, face. That's the way Kay likes to gag. Lips, eyes, hair, dowry. That's the way Kay likes to party. <laughs> we all know the implants, Barbara. So, listeners, I'm going to ask you again. Should we care about Victorian 
buildings. Why should we care? Should we protect K Road? What is it we're protecting? And are we being overly nostalgic? Am I? I mean, I came to K Road in 2016. I'm a baby. I have no claim other than being an observant citizen that's kind of from around here. So I suppose we should care about who has rented these Cairo skins before and how they have been scattered and who will wear these buildings of rented skins next. So I talked about Edward Bartley. I've talked about a pharmacy that got bowled over in Queen Street that had perfume fountains. I'm going to talk about another building that Bartley designed. Here's an extract from the newspaper. Its Italianate facade projected an image of prosperity with emblems representing commerce, manufacture, and horns of plenty. It became a Maccas in 2006. <laughs> Crack up. A Victorian Big Mac on Queen Street. Identity tied to whatever building you want. Franchise kind of reminds me of like the jaunty formica tables of Turkish kebabs under wedding cake lace of colonial skin when all the Victorian buildings on K Road are getting re-inhabited and re-inhabited by different businesses. Auckland's Victorian, Edwardian and post-war architectures of old centuries are kind of like Big Macs, outputs of franchise repeated again and again and again, drawn like kitset as if they were shipped from Victorian Britain, but they weren't. But these middle-class spaces later became village marketplaces after they were tea rooms because they weren't suave to go to anymore. Because our exports were popping off and we were becoming richer and there was an Auckland-wide construction boom and workers from overseas, majority from closely located Pacific nations, came over in response to the worker demand to build our Auckland. So Karanga Hape, Sister Ponsonby and Grey Lynn had empty buildings because suburbia. And that didn't mean franchise, but it did mean access. A Victorian Big Mac is the promise of access. It is the promise that from anywhere, the same cold drink at the same price, like Macca's, the same anywhere. But you don't just get that cold drink from anywhere. You get it from here. Access is also the promise of calling this one yours. My local takeout, those familiar faces, my favorite order from the family that owns the place up the road. And gradually, Less and less businesses signpost the promise of access, of affordable access on Karangahape, and even less businesses can signpost that they are locally owned. How much is a villa worth now? Where are the local diasporic markets that support a multi-body kind of access along Karangahape? Where are they now? What they did, our people come over and built the infrastructure of the cities and that. Once they built the infrastructure, the roads and that, they decided to split them out to South yeah. Auckland, out west. Should multi-body access be protected legally as part of Karangahape's heritage value? Let me rephrase that. Multi-body access should be prioritised as Karangahape's only heritage value. 
fluid connecting a multi-body Auckland via this new train station, historically speaking, a diasporic corridor in Central City is Karangahape's only heritage value, period. Karangahape, a place literally named for its welcome. When the Tesla building came into existence in 2016, the one filled with all the brum-brums, right next to the bridal shop for the ladies, the construction team had to bowl a few walls down to make Tesla one big showroom. Historically, transport changes have shifted K-Road's identity. You know, the horses bet the feet, the tramways bet the nanas, and then automobiles bet the tramways, and then more cars, and then more cars, and then more cars, and now electric scooters, always a faster getting to, always a faster getting to, and now it seems the brum-brums don't even have to move to bring change. It's a showroom. You can't crunch the ground in Tesla. It's polished concrete, flat and smooth. Land of the long, white showroom. One big showroom. Oh.